0: So we're up to the top line. The last thing the Gemara was discussing was the following Shila the Rabbi As of Nachman, in the following case, a guy steals an ox or a sheep from two Shutfim, belongs to two people, and he's moidah to one. So he steals from Reuven and Shimon, because it belongs to both of them, but he's moidah to Reuven. Then he's found guilty. So he definitely doesn't have to pay Reuven the Dalit because he's moidah B'knas. Moidah B'knas is potter but he should still be Chayiv to Shimon. So the question is, is there a concept of just being the Chayiv half of the Chayiv, or is it all or nothing? So first Rabbi Nachman said, um, it's all or nothing in your potter, but then the next morning he said, no, I changed my mind, it's actually your Chayiv, chayiv cham- Chamisha Chatzoi So the Gemara Sakasha we're up to the top line. So now that you're telling me that your Chayiv, Elamayshna Reisha, Umayshna Seifa, then what's the explanation In the distinction between the two cases, meaning, the Seifa, the Resha, which is from our Mishnah, said, our Mishnah said the following line, gonav Mishel Aviv, if a person steals from his father, V'tovach, and then he slaughters it, "um Umachar, V'achach meis Aviv, and then his father dies, he's Chayiv, because he was found guilty, even though by the time he has to pay, his father died, so he is now one of the inheritors, he has not to pay himself, but he was Chayiv before. But then the next mishnah where's the next mishnah. The next mishnah is on the next. I'm not sure where the the seifa of the mishnah. The seifa of the mishnah says. Gemara says like this. So the 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 seifa is, mishnah Resha mishnah seifa. So Rashi says, Oh, so the seifa is like this. He he steals it from his father, his father dies, then he's Tavach, then he then he slaughters the animal. The halach is in that case, he doesn't have to pay. But why? So why doesn't he have to pay? Because, again, he steals it from his father, then his father dies, and then he slaughters it. But by the time he slaughters it, he is one of the Shudfim. But you just got finished telling me that you could be chayiv half of the chayiv. So let's say there's three sons, right? So he steals it from his father. Father dies. Now he is a 33 percent owner in the cow. He slaughters it. It was stolen originally from his father. So it says the gemara, you don't have to pay. But why? If you're telling me there's no Indian of paying percentage, it's all or nothing. I get it. But now you tell me you could be chayiv half of it, a third of it. So he should be chayiv to pay two thirds of the five cows. So why? Oh, because he is a part owner. But so what? There's an the Indian of chazi payment. So why are you exempt? So the Gemara says Amarle. The response is that this is very different. Why? Amarle reisha karina You know what the difference is. The difference is in the reisha, The Difference is in the reisha when the when the person is tavach. You see, when you, what was the case that we were dealing with, Robert Turf, the case is, I steal, I steal the animal from two people, then I'm moida. When I stole it, it was a full-fledged geneva, and when I slaughtered, it was a full-fledged tvicha, full-fledged be'iser. then I'm moida to one of them, so I technically due to a technicality, so you still chayv. But over here, when was I teveach? After the father died. So I'm considered a third part of the owner, I'm considered a third owner. So, that p- case, it's not kulibi isura. Meaning, when you were teveach, did you do something 100% wrong? In this case, no. Why? Because you're a part owner. You're a third part owner in it. So, you're partially slaughtering your own animal. The difference is, we, we acknowledge you could be Machai of a percentage as long as the Geneva and the Tevicha was done kulibi iser. Then, if it's done kulibi iser, even if a percentage of it is due to technicality you're unable to be paid, you still have to pay the rest. But over here, where you're slaughtering it, by the time you slaughter it, you're a part owner, so it's not entirely usher to do what you did. You're entire. You're not entirely usher to slaughter that animal because it's partially yours. Therefore, you're pata. Okay, fine. Now he said like this. It said in the Mishnah, if you steal an animal and slaughter it in the Beis Hamikdash, you are um, you're chayiv Even though when you slaughter the Beis Hamikdash, it makes the animal usher, you still chayiv dalav vehe. So the Gemara is a kasher. As we're going to see a little bit later on in the, in the end of the Amid, there's a machlekes, I think it's Rav Yochan and Rishlokish. Rav and rishlokish is how do you perceive shechita? Is yeshna l'shechita metchil v'atsoif? Is the entire act of slaughtering the animal, let's say you have to cut the, 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 the majority of the windpipe and the esophagus, and let's say that's three inches in diameter, is the entire shechita... The entire cutting considered part of the shechita, or the shechita only at the end. What's the relevance? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, um, in in different maschal in the shechita, ein shechita nikkarsal b'sayf v'nafkamina. What's the difference? The nafkamina is of the shaila lina machashev v'kotchem There are certain carbonis. Right, A uh, carbon, you're supposed to have in mind the correct carbon. So if you're shechting a chatas, you're supposed to think it's a chatas, not that it's an oil. If you think that it's an oil, it's a problem. Or if you shaft the carbon with the wrong mindset of you're going to burn at the wrong time and eat at the wrong time, these are soul of piggle. So the question is, what if I think about it in the beginning? Is it a problem? is the entire cutting part of the shechita process, in which case any inappropriate thoughts during any time the shechita will pass it, or no. It's only at the end. So it's only a problem if you have the machshavas Psulas at the seif. That's the shail. So the Gemara says like this. You can learn from this Mishnah, that the shechita is only only considered shechita, the significance is only at the end. Why? because if there's considered from the beginning to end if the beginning of the incision is already considered part of the shchita, then how are you ever going to have a problem, how are you ever going to be for shechting a, a carbon shechting a non-carbon in the base HaMikdash, the second again, because you steal Reuven's animal and then when you shech you slaughter Reuven's animal you have to pay Reuven you bring it into the base HaMikdash and you slaughter it now if the entire incision process is considered Shita. That means the beginning of the cutting, it's already, you're already over the iser of shechita, schulen and bazara. Which means the beginning of the incision, the tiny little cut to the beginning, even though the animal's not dead yet, but that little, little bit of cut, it's already considered a shechita, asura, to asa, the animal. The animal's asa. Then the problem is, by the time you get to the end of the shkhita by the time you get to the end of the shechita, the animal's not. it's not his anymore. Meaning, when you chive dal seemingly at the very end, when the animal's killed, but by that point, it's already a shchita, the animal's already osir. It's not rubens anymore. So if you believe yesh shchitim, chilavat how why you chive dal beheh? The Gemara says, the yesh shchitim, chilavat soiv, keeping the shachapapur to you Your osir, the animal becomes forbidden for benefits the second you be- make the beginning of the incision, because then it's considered chul and bazar. And therefore, I want Yechai v'dalat v'heh at the end, but the de demar katach, by the time you get there, it's not, it's not the owners anymore. So I'm later, like, avuna brei derav, avuna brei derav responds, ki responds, hachai v'hu purta. Maybe you're tak hachai v'dalat on the beginning of the incision. Meaning, you're right. The beginning centimeter makes the animal oser, but the beginning centimeter is also where Yechai v'dalat v'heh. Pella, the Gemara says, Ravashi, Loi, Titchi. That's not a reason to reject the proof. Why? You're telling me for slaughtering, even though you didn't finish the, the shechita, just the beginning of the incision. The Pasuk says it means you slaughtered the animal entirely. So, how could you say the shrita for the beginning? So, back to the original problem, which is if you hold it, which means that it could be called a shechita on the beginning of the incision. So, the beginning of the incision is already also because chulam bazara. And then it's no longer the owners. It's Asav Once it's already Asav why you chayv? The answer is, Ela kasha, it's a good kasha. So amr Le, the response is, hachi amar avgamdam esheh d'arava, kigayin and v'gam You know what the case is? The case is, you have this animal, you shecht, let's say you have to shecht the majority of the windpipe and the esophagus. So you, you have to cut 51%. You cut 49% of the windpipe of the esophagus outside of the Beis HaMikdash. Then you brought it into the Beis HaMikdash and made a tiny little incision. That little incision at the same time is the Gemar shchita and what asses is the animal. That's the case. Okay. Some have a slightly different version of the, of the proceedings. Instead of making assumptions, they bring out the Machlekes. Amr Shem Levi Saba. al al is only significant at the end. Rav Yehchanan says no, It's considered Shchita from the beginning to end. rev has a problem. If you believe Yeshil and the Mishnah says then how does that work? Because the second you make an incision, it's already must be that he holds that shechting an animal in the base of is not a the isra of hanna is not the raisa go to the next page desol gaider the raisa because if it's taka as the raisa mikishak la asra same problem idakhla de markashab same issue so amna ribakha may de rava ki maybe the answer is no maybe he yesh khidba tril what's up why give doubt hey because i give doubt for the beginning of the incision amna rashy literally not wa koole be in that's not called a slaughtering the case is where you shocked the majority of the windpipe and the majority of the, uh, the, the 49% of the windpipe in the esophagus is outside of the base of Then in the inside base of Mekdash, you just finish it, you do a little incision, and that little incision is both the Chiv Dalavahay, it's the Gamash Chita, and it also is enough, it's also what makes it Asr Bahana. So it's happening at the same time. Okay. Now the Mish is going to be dealing with the concept of Adam Zaimen. Adam Zaimen which mean, we we know means if a if Adam lie then they get whatever they were trying to dish out. So, god of 9, let's say two sets of one one set of witness says that it was stolen, They say they saw the theft and they thought they saw the selling and the slaughtering. So they were trying to get him khaiv davdeh. benim su and they were found to be Zaimen, Mishalman Hakol. They paid davdeh everything. Now let's say, Gana 9 let's say a single set of witnesses, Reuben and Shimon say they saw the theft, and then Levi and Yehuda say they saw the sale, and Eil Ve'el Nimza Zayman, and both are found to be Zayman, both sets, so HaRishayinim, the set that said that they saw the theft, they were trying to Mechaiv Keifel, so they Meshal and kefo, they pay Keifel, Achorayinim, in the second set, which were Mechaiv, the difference between Keifel and Dalat which is two to five, which is three, they pay three. If only the second set, which was trying to get the Tvicha and mechira, they were found to be Zayman, who and Meaning, the first set of witnesses are legit. So Yitaka stole it. So the thief pays Kefal. And the second set of witnesses that were found to be liars, they pay the additional three. They Mishalim now, let's say one of the witnesses was found to be a Zayman. The halach is that if one of the set of witnesses found to be Zayman, the entire witnesses, the, uh, the, the testimony of both of them are thrown out. So, So, if the second set of witnesses who said they saw the theft, if one of them was Zayman, then obviously that aspect of uh, of and Mechir is thrown out, and you just have theft. But let's say one of the first set of witnesses was found to be Zayman, everything's gone. Meaning, if you have. Reuben and Shimon say they saw the theft, and Levi Yehuda say they th- saw the sale, and Reuven is found to be a zayim. Everything's thrown out. Why? I Levi Yehuda. So Reuven and Shimon are thrown out because there's no there's no theft. Because once one am that's thrown out. I Levi Yehuda legit. They saw the theft. The answer is that they saw the sale. Sale on its own is insignificant. It's only significant as an issue if you have the other testimony of theft. Once the testimony of theft falls out, the entire deck of cards falls apart. Okay. So here's the Gemari's Kasha. This is one of the famous, I think, Yalka Gams of Abai and Rava. And that is the Shaila is as follows. The shila is if let's say you have witnesses who testify about a certain thing on in Nisan, and they're found in the ER that their testimony was a lie. So they're found to be Zayman in the Ear. The question is, we know that in addition to Adam Zayman having to pay, they're also posledists now, because they're proven to have lied under oath. The question is, when are they considered liars? So Let's say they testify in Nisan that uh, Reuven owes Shimon money. In Nisan. And then the whole month they're testifying about other things or other thing, Here, it's proven that that testimony about Reuven owing Shimon money in Nisan was a lie. So definitely from on, they're posledists. The question is, do we say retroactively the entire month they were also puzzle as well? So <laughs> machoik Rav. It's eid zoimim, Abayah Abayah says it's retroactive from the time of the original testimony, everything that he said since then is pasal Makes sense, because once he's zomim, that means that he was a liar in Nisan, so from Nisan on, he's is, he is retroactively pasal eidus. Rav says no, Mikana labo nifzal. Rav says no. Nisan is still fine. He's only puzzled from the time that he's proven to be an eid zoimim. on. Sabayi Amr Lemafreyu Nipsa, Labayi says, He's posel Limafreya, why? Ma'ushayte dasoid le'havalei Russia. Because if he testified in Nisan, but in Eir it was proven that Nissan Nisan he was a liar, that means that retroactively from Nisan he was already a liar. Vatera Amr al-toshes Rasha Eid. And he's posel this. Rav Amr says no, Mikana Labo So Rav says no. If he testified in Nisan, but in Eir he was found to be an Eid Zaymim, only from Eir and on. Why? Eid Zayim of Because the truth is, Eid Zayim is a Chiddush. Why? You have Ruben and Shimon testify about something, and then Levi and Huda say, you're a liar. And we accept Levi and Huda's testimony. The truth is a Chiddush, because it's really two against two. It's a Chiddush. It's really two against two. So the truth is, why do we accept the second testimony more than the first? The answer is, the Torah says so. It's a Chiddush. Therefore, because it's something that's sort of illogical, or not within human intellect, we're just gonna go with what the terror says. The terror says, when are they found to be Aden Zyman? In ER. You only puzzle this from here. I ah, it would make sense to go back to Nizon Retroactive, it's the entire Aidan Zyman doesn't make sense to us. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go backwards. The entire Aden Zyman is 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 beyond logic. Um Okay, hold on one second. Recording, in progress. Let's just finish up. The Gemara says Ami, some have a different version. So the first version of the Machlagis is they argue about whether fundamentally he is retroactively disqualified. Abai says yes, and Rava says no, because the whole thing's illogical. We're just gonna go from the time that he's found to be a Zion. say no. Kabai Nipsel. Really, the second part is everyone agrees that he should be retroactively puzzled, even Rava. So why does Rava say Taka that he's only puzzle He says, de it's purely a takana to protect the people that used him over the past month. Meaning, you have these two witnesses, right? Reuben and Shem, and they testify in Nissan. Now, a month later, they're proven that they were liars in Nisan, retroactively. But during that month, they testified about purchases of buy, buying of houses. They signed as witnesses to deeds and all these things. What's going to happen is, retroactively, all of those purchases are now possible. And there's no way to protect. The buyer can't protect himself. The seller can say, "I didn't sell it," and he's going to say, "I have a deed to sell." Ah, pasalethis. And it's not like, well, and and normally, if you use an A that's pasalethis, that's on you. But there's no way that he could have known this. And therefore, in order to protect them, Chazal said, "You know what? We're not going to invalidate retroactively." So it's a takana to protect the buyers over the past month. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow.